How's it going? It still hasn't made much of a difference, if I'm honest, no matter how close I get. Doesn't look like... Oh, shit, Lord, poked me in the bum crack. <laughs> Rocky says it's his. Stolen in his area. I hope you're happy and I hope your finger smells. It's a bit sweaty. I know it's a bit sweaty. I'm sat on it. <laughs> what do you expect? Oh, I just realised this whole thing is just recorded. Hello and welcome to Free FPC, the podcast where we talk about movies, TV, comic books and video games. I'm Alex. And I'm Tom. Uh, Dan isn't with us again this week because he doesn't. He hasn't played all the games because this week we're covering the Assassin's Creed games and he hasn't played them all yet. But before we go into that, uh, you'll give me a second to reopen my phone for this week's comic book recommendations. <laughs> wow, <laughs> professional, <laughs> smooth. I try I my like- best, I try my best. I feel like Dan could have been here for the first two games and then just kicked him out. Yeah, really. pretty much. I've played this one. Have you played this one? No, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it could have worked. Yeah, it could have. Oh, no, well, he only lives rec- five minutes away. It's too long to go get him. Well, yeah, <laughs> now that we've started recording, <laughs> it's too long. I'll just sit here like, um, <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> While Rocky's going to get wood, I'll just... Uh, I'll cover with some light dancing and, I don't know, <laughs> inspirational music. Uh, right, anyway, comic recommendations. Um, no synopsis because there's so many I can't be asked to read them all out. <laughs> so we got Aquaman Future's End number one, Birds of Prey Future's End number one, The Death of Wolverine number one, uh, The Forever Evil Trade Paperback, Grayson Future's End number one, Free Narrow Futures End number one. Legendary Star Lord number three. Uh, Moon Knight seven. Uh, then um, Rocket Raccoon number three. And Death. Oh no, I've just covered Death of Wolverine. There's a yes. variant cover that I've got here that confused me. <laughs> so much confusion. Uh, I like to throw one in there because I really want to read it, but I probably won't get it. Which is the uh, the Superman Futures End number one. I, I want that. that I, I want all good. the Futures Ends at the moment, but they're just so many that so ev- many every, every character has them. You can't physically exactly. read that much. Well, well some yeah, people I, can. I think I'd just quite happily just get the Superman one and just ignore the rest of the story for every other character. But like, what's happening here? I don't care, it's Superman. <laughs> There'll be a collected edition for 50 quid one day. Yeah, there will. <laughs> it's like extortionate amounts of money. Yeah, or they will sell oh, it over yeah. like six for like fifteen pounds each, just to earn more money. I reckon they do it in like volumes, so it'd be like Futures End Volume One, Volume Two for like thirty quid each. Yeah, or just do it based on the character, and then one collected edition of all the kind of crossover stuff, because that's yeah. quite common. They did that with Avengers versus X Men, sort of. They yeah, yeah. One where it was just like all the individual battles, and then one where it was the main story, and you had to go between the two to read it, and you couldn't do that on the train down to Comic Con. So it's been <laughs> Couldn't do that in that journey. It was just too short. So. <laughs> well, that's what I did oh, when dude. we went to Comic Con. I just took Ward's copy of Avengers vs X Men main story one and just read that on the train the whole time. Ah, oh, see, I just kind of sat on the train, dressed really? as Green Arrow. Yeah. Oh, that comic. Yeah. I was. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just sat on the train, getting funny looks. Really. <laughs> 
Uh, it wasn't too bad because I was with a bandit from Borderlands and Harlequin, but <laughs> it was. I just looked. I looked as crazy as them. Pretty much. Yeah. But that was a fun walk through London. Anyway. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, as we said, this week's uh, episode is going to be on Assassin's Creed, um, the franchise, not just one game. What we're going to do is we're going to give like a brief overview of the story because we don't want to go through the whole thing because it's too long. And it's too long, too many twists. Characters. Craziness. Yeah, it's incredible. If we wanted to tell the whole story, this would be a four hour long podcast. Just I think for Desmond. We'd, <laughs> we'd have to do it in like parts for like each game. Yeah. Just we'd have to do like Assassin's Creed 1, 2, 3. Yeah. <laughs> two, it, 3 point something. <laughs> no, 2 point something. 2 point something else. Yeah, 2.1, 2.2, 2.5. Something <laughs> many points, <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> so should we kick it off with Assassin's Creed 1? Uh, you've got the information about the people, so do you want to give us the have, overview have, of those? Because I can't uh, pronounce have, those names, really. I, okay, I have some names, I, I did a little bit of writing from memory. Okay, so it starts off with the I guess kind of main protagonist, which is uh, Desmond Miles. Uh, he gets put in the Animus, and he's Altair Ibn Lahad. But the uh, so that's that's the main good guys. Altair is an assassin from Masayef, which is like what Middle East. Yeah, it's Ever- Jerusalem. And- Jerusalem, Masayef, Acre, Damascus, other places. Yeah. Umad cities. Yeah, and the bad guys in the game. Uh, the current time is Vidic and Lucy, I guess. We'll come on to Lucy later. Yeah. And in, in the Animus is Robert de Sable, who is like the main Templar of the whole game. Yeah, it's uh, all kind of based in the time of the Crusades, so I'm not sure yeah. what the date is for those Crusades. It's like plays. 1000 AD. Something like that. Something like that. I do have the internet in front of me, but I can't be asked to use it. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of can't be asked today. <laughs> I'm a working uh, man now. This is <laughs> this is a professional radio show. <laughs> radio? Oh bloody hell, we're going up in the world. Well, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it was live radio. <laughs> we need some like jingles and some music to make it radio. Ba ba ba. Assassin's Creed. <laughs> so yeah, um, it really the story focuses on. Like for the most part, it focuses on Altair's character. Um, he's sh- like shunned from being an assassin after killing some people, revealing himself, and breaking all three laws of the creed. And uh, he is like they frame the fact he's dead, and then he has to work his way back up from the ground by to where he started at by get he only starts off with like a sword or his hidden blade or something and then he has to make his way back up to becoming the top assassin and then kind of find some uh what's the term um stuff going on within the own assassins like creed guild whatever you call it the creed yeah the creed I guess it's just the creed yeah yeah so yeah, he literally, when he gets shunned, all his weapons get taken away. Uh, and that's why he's sent on little missions to take out these Templars to get his weapons back. He, obviously, one Templar is one weapon. And he slowly works his way through the ranks in these different cities, killing these different Templars in order to 
basically increase his own rank. Yeah. Is that, is that explain it a bit better? Uh, that, that's probably better than my incredibly convoluted and stupid way of talking. Yeah, I couldn't really stop you. <laughs> so you started now. <laughs> I, Just let him get on with it. The, um, yeah, this game got a bit repetitive after a while, I felt. Um, yeah, I think it was, it was too long of a game. Um, uh, the story was, was good. Game. Yeah, yeah. It was a good story. It held my attention because I was late to getting an Xbox. Like, all of my friends and stuff had had them for years and I only got mine like f- five years ago. So um, I bought the game just, I think, around the time Brotherhood came out. And then... Uh, so, but it was the first game I played on the Xbox, and it's kind of been my staple game now since. Well, it's such a good franchise, to be honest. I love these games. So do I. But this was the <laughs> game that kind of brought me into playing on the Xbox in general, anyway. Because before that, mm-hmm. I was all, I I had owned a PS2 up to that point, and that was it. Yeah. So, yeah. this game really kind of brought. But well, I kind of get my words mixed now. <laughs> it's okay we'll wait for you carry on let me just go get a dictionary to, um... okay we'll wait I'll do the jingles again <laughs> um, let's move on because I can't remember what I was going to say anyway nice right okay. I've had two hours sleep boy why have you had two hours that's right okay just move on Ooh, okay uh, so the next game in the franchise is Assassin's Creed 2 uh, again, it revolves around uh, Desmond uh, as the the current world character. Uh, I think it has a little... Actually, no, it's about the same amount of Desmond in the game, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it just opens with him escaping from Abstergo Industries and slightly using the bleeding effect, I think it was in this game. And yeah, I think the so. the bleeding effect to like, just beat people up on their way out because it turns out Lucy was trying to help him the whole time trying to get him yeah, back to the assassins yeah she was meant to be an assassin that had uh, what was it kind of infiltrated the Templars pretending to be a Templar but is actually an assassin yeah she's a double um, agent yeah that yeah is that the word yeah <laughs> yeah yeah thing is uh, I have a query not a query like a I, I, something I hate really which is the, the sudden change of what Lucy looked like between one and two like ten minute gap like in the storyline and she suddenly changed the clothes hair looked completely different mm-hmm. suddenly less of a tan yeah well you know you're standing in your office here she go into the like changing room she changed her clothes in a matter of seconds and uh, you put some like E45 cream on to whiten yourself up E45 <laughs> you said E45 but I immediately thought of WD40 <laughs> Well, in case she wants to go fucking sliding down the hall, oiling herself up, running through Abstergo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a fucking penguin, just fucking sliding yeah. down the hallway. Wee! <laughs> Follow me, Desmond. Wee! <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this one. Okay, after after they escape from Abstergo, they end up in like a little office building y thing. And it, it goes more into more of the descendants from. Uh, Desmond uh, not descendants what are they called ancestors yes ancestors from Desmond and it goes into one uh, called Ezio Auditore da Firenze so yes. basically he's Italian from Florence yes <laughs> and it starts off with the awkward birth scene 
That was interesting. Oh, yeah, that fucking thing where you have to move each yeah. individual limb of a child. Press Y to move a leg. Yeah. That was fucking concerning. I was really confused by that. I was just like, what the fuck am I playing? <laughs> oh, I love that bit. I was like, what's going on here? Um, am I not supposed to kill people? Or is this just Baby Simulator 2012? I- I kind of feel like it was an epic fail on the assassin's part. They just sent him back too far. (laughs) (laughs) Let's send him back in the timeline. Wow! Oh shit, no, too far. We need to recalibrate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Add on 20 years. 20 years! Yeah. Oh dear. Basically, uh, as well, Ezio looks pretty much exactly the same as Altair, except with longer hair. Yeah, well, you don't see Altair that much, like, full-on. Well, no, but um, the whole point, I think, of the first game was to show the comparison, not the comparison, the likeness between Altair and Desmond. Yeah. Like, to show that they were ancestors. Yeah, well, you get that again with this one between Ezio and Desmond. Yeah. Yeah, he looked pretty much the same. It even showed how he got, like, the little scar on his face that turned out to be nothing of importance to any of this franchise. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know why it was there. Quite a bit of uh, franchise, actually, isn't there? Uh, yeah, there's quite a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, the main bad guy for Assassin's Creed 2 was Rod- uh, Rodrigo Borgia, who ends up, well, who starts off in the game basically killing Ezio's family, all hung in front of him, which is why he takes up his, like, assassin ways, even though he's had, like, no training or anything doesn't he inherit all the stuff from his dad like his mm. dad tells him that to yeah. go get this stuff from the box yeah it's like a, the... a hidden box or hidden room or something yeah and he goes and collects his outfit yeah so, yeah and he's got that stupid flag thing on it over the arm the cape that was that was all the rage in Florence or something possibly <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it could have been oh if only he went to Milan he could have said the styles he could have. He could have walked the catwalks. He could have, you know, killed some people. <laughs> Why not? He's an assassin. All those fucking Renaissance models just fucking yeah. being knifed down. Yeah. Um, oh, look at you, you fucking what? <laughs> uh, that was my killing sound effect, by the way. Thanks for clarifying. I had to be sure. Uh, I was just making sure. <laughs> Um, what what was the change in this game from the first? By the way, um, uh, it was a lot oh, more open world. I felt. I remember it was uh, also we had the little uh, like income. Oh we yeah, had, uh, money. The shops and income and building up the villa. Yeah, that was that was cool. I liked that for the first two games. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. It, what I liked about it is like in the later games, the money either <laughs> was too hard to come across, or it was just the shops weren't needed like um, I'll just get a bit ahead of myself now but Assassin's Creed 3 I didn't buy a single new weapon because I didn't fucking need to whereas in I this one I never went to a shop once except the, like except if it was for a mission same but in Assassin's Creed 2 I collected everything mm-hmm. because I felt it was needed but the money wasn't too hard to come across and I just liked being able to stand there in the in all like alleyway and just start punching people, stealing their money, and start punching people and stealing their money, just clearing the street that way. Wow, you're an asshole. I try my best. 
I liked just walking through crowds just holding the steal button. No, <laughs> that's too easy. I liked going to the beggar and suddenly getting like 3,000 florins and be like, what the fuck? When is it? If, he was, if he had this much money, why was he a beggar? I don't understand. What I love doing is um, if you started getting a bit of a level, you could just pay the bloke to, you could bribe the bloke. And then you could steal your money back and still get an extra 50 quid. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. So you're just like, now I'll pay you 100 and I'll take 150 back. Goodbye. Yeah, I always did that. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you for putting down my notoriety. Give me my fucking money, man. Yeah, that's that awesome. That's the basics of those. Yeah. Put down. Although I did find myself when we had to upgrade like the villa. I may have slightly upgraded the brothel first. I'm like, these people need some happiness in their life. <laughs> Fuck their homes. I'm going to upgrade their whores. <laughs> yeah. That was 90% like, less STDs. How do you test that in, in, in Renaissance Florence? Um, how do you test it, man? Ask how much it burns when they pee? <laughs> <laughs> why? Uh, why did I ask? I don't know. <laughs> why did you answer? Because you asked. <laughs> Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, well, uh, this game well, is probably the best of the series, I think, or at least it was until 4. I still rather would play 2, but 4 was just as good. And to me, this was well, probably as close to a perfect game as I've ever played. Yeah, it's, I see, I liked the first one. I loved it. But I do agree with the pe- repetitiveness. But it just kind of took away some of that and added more in more stuff in and they just made it awesome yeah like that they, they changed it for the better basically and it worked yeah what i liked about it was the fact that because the last one was so repetitive they took it a bit more open world and then they um added more characters to like in what to interact with and then you kind of got more of a story out of it than go to this place like get some information kill yeah I think with the characters it did add a lot more to it because in the first one there was like really nobody but when it got to two there was like Da Vinci we had like uh, Niccolo Polo or Marco Polo one of them someone I think it was Marco Polo and I don't know it just it worked a lot better like the more into the ah words (laughs) the interaction worked a lot better basically added a lot more interest into the story yeah and uh what it did also was it introduced some new weapons because in the previous game we had the hidden blade, short sword, a normal sword, and some throwing knives and little fists. Whereas yeah. in this one, we had the, all, almost all those weapons. I don't think there was a short sword, was there? No, we had, there was a dagger. Yeah, and then there was also something I wasn't too keen on. I'm not sure if it was in this one or in Brotherhood. But you got a gun. One. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was this one. Attached to your blade, which I didn't like because I don't like the idea of having firearms brought into a series like that. Until I thought it went well. Oh no, it went well. It went well because it went. It was like one of Da Vinci's like original original patents that they created for this day. Like ah, words <laughs> they created for this game, and it worked for like the era. Um, I don't know well it kind of took some of the stealth out of it though to be honest yeah 
fire firing from your hand. Well, there was this what there's this one mission where you have to assassinate someone on a boat, and I I, I think he's in too. Um, you have to assassinate someone on a boat, and they're just standing on the edge of the boat, but you're on land, and you can't just jump over there because you're immediately detected. So what I did was I just stood in the crowd next to the wall that the boat's kind of parallel to, and from there just shot and then jumped into the water and swam away. <laughs> you can't catch me. <laughs> it's just like, it, it was good. I like the fact that sometimes these things are brought in, but it's it, sometimes it just makes the game a bit too easy. Yeah. And like, yeah, I like the fact when it was brought into Assassin's Creed 3 and Black Flag, but <coughs> because it obviously it, they were used in those eras, but when you think of Renaissance Italy, you don't think of guns no and especially yeah, quick firing ones when we go to Assassin's Creed 3 set in col- colonial America and it's all one shot reloads oh that was horrible yeah anyway we should probably move on to the next game Brotherhood Brotherhood yes right I've got uh, a quick admittance about this one I borrowed this off of Ward and I played it once and I can't remember it too well except for mending um, the bridges, the ducks, or whatever they're called. Oh, the aqueducts. Aqueducts, that's what they're called. Yeah, basically, um, basically, Brotherhood was another extension of Assassin's Creed 2. So it was still Ezio, and it was still carrying on the same Rodrigo Borgia story, but it took place in, in Rome instead of, like, Florence. And uh, it was more of the same again, except you were, instead of having your own villa, I think at the beginning of the game, your villa got attacked. So you, move, yeah. you basically move to Rome, you up and leave. I just remember something we missed from 2. Probably the oh, best what? part of 2. The Assassin's yeah, right. Tombs. Oh, yeah. Per, that, sorry, I just had to get that in. That's the, the best part of that game. Yeah, that is pretty cool. But anyway, uh, for, I feel, uh, sorry, <laughs> adding something more to it. I feel like they should have added more of the characters in by now that were in the tombs. I feel they like we will get them because we're starting to backpedal in times again so let's don't rule it out I hope they do uh, we'll have to see though yeah but anyway Brotherhood Brotherhood yes it was basically more of the same more of uh, Rodrigo Borgia except I think it was his son this time Cesare Borgia uh, being yes. a dick with a horrible like neck scarf thing I don't know. <laughs> That's just what I remember. Long hair and a neck scarf. A little fact. Uh, uh, do you know, um, of, in England, we have this show called University Challenge. And uh, Tom yeah. doesn't know it. But um, I was watching that one night with my folks. And uh, normally you just can't understand the fucking question because it's so long and fucking convoluted. You lose track of the question. And I was just listening to it, like playing on my laptop or whatever. And uh, all I heard was the name Borgia. So I just shouted out the name Cesare, and I got the answer right. <laughs> <laughs> On the master's that, level question, just by knowing Assassin's Creed. Is that like, what you do though? <laughs> Borgia, Cesare! Cesare. <laughs> you just, just shout names when you hear like an association to it. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Fair enough. It, it's kind of like a... Um, it's kind of like Tourette's. Tourette's of, of names. Yeah. You say half a name, I'll shout out the other one. Alex. Asshole. <laughs> Alright, and well, I won't dispute that. <laughs> anyway. 
Um, some additions to Brotherhood was that, well, you actually were able to create your own little creed. Because whereas Ezio didn't have one really in uh, 2, he had like some people helping him along the way, like uh, the Volpe and Da Vinci and some prostitute. But <laughs> you're actually able to create your own Brotherhood, as it were. Yeah. And you go around like collecting assassins who have been in, well collecting people who've just been like in a fight in the street and you're like hey you can kill people for a living so <laughs> that happens because why not yeah basically and you train them up by sending them on missions and the higher the level the more likely they are to stay alive when you accidentally call them in open combat <laughs> accidentally <laughs> you just press the button and it's like <laughs> they jump in I found I was doing that a lot I, I found by doing by having all of these like characters that you could call it and I wasn't actually playing the game yeah. I was like oh there's more people kill them yeah <laughs> that, it did get like that that after a while you'd just walk down the road and if anyone started noticing you <clears throat> just press the yeah. button and they were dead and you could just continue your, your stroll down the road I think it was like not good that you could pretty much have like I think you could send like three assassins or something and they just mull at everybody because they both had like dual hidden blades yeah so you, uh, it was just yeah that was an upgrading was that an upgrading that was upgrading two, two. yeah to two hidden blades as well yeah much better than what uh, we got in revelations yeah are we going on to revelations now um is there much to say on Brotherhood? I can't really remember the story. Um, I can't. I can't really remember the. Um, oh, I remember uh, the current brother. Like in current time, with Desmond, you were actually in like the villa that was in Assassin's Creed Two, but like modern day. Yeah. So you're able to run around Monterigione, I think it was. Yeah, it's like the ruins of that. We did kind of yeah. miss something here. The main oh. thing that everyone's after in the present day. The Apple of Eden. Uh, yeah, well, I thought we weren't going too much into the story. If we just say everyone's after this artifact called the Apple of well, Eden, which is something uh, from the religious people. Okay, well, everyone's after this artifact that's called the Apple of Eden. <laughs> well, there's, there's meant to be a range of artifacts left by, like, the pre-humans or something like that. Yeah, the previous uh, race. Which are all named after things I can't think of. Fruits. Like Jupiter and... What? Fruits. Fruits. <laughs> Apple of Eden? Jupiter the fruit. Yeah, Juno, um, other ones. Minerva? Yeah, Minerva. It's all kind of like Romans mythology, kind of with Jupiter and Juno and yeah. stuff like that. That's the one. And then there's some other stuff in there. But yeah, that all revolves around Desmond. And for the most, for the first three games, maybe four, up until Assassin's Creed 3, the, the Desmond stuff Five. you just didn't want to do. Oh, something else we missed as well, thinking about it. Uh, Subject 16. Oh, uh, yes. Where it's like the little little backstory. Basically, um, you had to go around collecting clips. And each of these clips told you about like Juno and Jupiter and the humans before the current civilization and the artifacts and stuff like that. Uh, that was, what, in the first two... No, two and three? I mean, two and Brotherhood? There was... The one in two where you had to scan like barcodes and symbols on the wall. Yeah, I can't remember what you had to do in Brotherhood. I think it was the same in Brotherhood, but there was less of it. There was quite um, a lot in Brotherhood. I I hated oh the, one of the annoying things that I'm glad they took out in two, but they decided to bring back in in Brotherhood was uh, all of the flags, yeah. the collection of all of the flags. 
And for an achievement whore like me, yeah. even I gave up. Too many flags. I get that with the feathers. I'll get about 50 out of 100 in them. Like, I just can't be asked to go to every city just to yeah, get I a actually, feather. I actually did all of the feathers. It's just, there isn't 100 of them, so it wasn't too bad. The flags is like 100 of each. Yeah. So I was like, oh, nope, not happening. <laughs> it's given up. <laughs> it's just too much. Uh, what else in Brotherhood? Um, this it was more if I remember rightly Brotherhood like you said where you could coin assassins was all about rebuilding the creed because it felt like it like the old creed that belonged to Altair had gone like it was yeah. dead and they were rebuilding it under like back to kind of how it used to be so it was all about um, kind of building a new assassin's creed roll credits so <laughs> <laughs> done <laughs> Um, Time to go home. But yeah, um, um, so there was like once you had so many people, you had this cutscene of like this amazing, I say in air quotes, amazing um, kind of initiation of Ezio being appointed the leader of the Assassin's Creed. Yeah, and then yeah, that was that was like like a tower, wasn't it? Like fire and the Volpe, and he grows a beard for some reason. Uh, that's when he's <laughs> I'm an assassin. I must have a beard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm talking Brotherhood. Remember when Ezio then rebuilds the Creed and starts hiring people to be the assassins in that? I didn't know they all had initiations though. I no, no, it no. Like it's, um, it's just this scene of like Ezio walks into a hall and they're all standing there and he goes and stands at the front of them and gives some speech. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just that that was in Brotherhood. I thought it must have been in Brotherhood. It's not in Revelation. It was. Thank no, oh revelations. Yeah, let's move on to that pile of shit. I think we should. This is going to be like the shortest thing ever. It's awful. <laughs> Done. It's Assassin's Creed Three. It's the you can't move on to, on the story unless you've done this one other bit. But this one other bit is so fucking boring and pointless that you don't want to do it. And it's collecting these fucking books that are stupid. And yeah, fuck this game. Right. Well, I like I liked the concept of revelations. I didn't like how it was like executed. Really, I liked that it was Desmond being Ezio being Altair. That was cool. Oh no, dog! <laughs> the dog, dogs here. Lauren, doggy crew. Lauren, Lauren, take the dog. We're leaving this in. She's just jingling the dog. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we're leaving that in. It was basically like having an animus without the animus. Uh, when it's, it was, it's like an inception moment, really. Yeah, didn't he like after the end of Brotherhood, he goes into kind of some form of animus coma, and he meets Subject Sixteen. And oh he, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all that stuff, and it was really stupid and kind of pointless because they made the Desmond missions even more pointless. I hated the um. The little portals. Yeah. Um, basically, yeah, you were stuck in an island with 16 and she had to collect, was it like discs or something, in order to go through these extra portals? Yeah. And then it was just, you'd lead to like a block room where you just had to do some parkour stuff to get Desmond's backstory. Yeah. But it was, there's no. This game, what? I was going to say, there's like no Desmond backstory. Well, That's was interesting. A, a, not really, no. <laughs> no, it was like the same story over and over again. And these like five different portals, but uh, yeah, I don't know. 
It was all very pointless. It was blatantly a filler game. Yeah. Uh, see, there was some good concepts within the game, like the use of a hook blade and being able to kind of just slide down some ropes to the bottom of the hill. But first of all, the sin of Constantinople didn't seem that interesting. The bomb making no. was fucking awful. Oh, the bomb making was terrible. Yeah, and that was really horrible. It was like meant to be one of their biggest things, like in the games. Like, yeah, you can now make bombs, and it just ended up being really bad. Yeah, yeah. it could never be asked to do them, could you? No, I never used them. To be honest, the the best thing of this game was climbing to the tallest point in the middle of Constantinople and jumping off. <laughs> that was the <laughs> highest point. Like, there's this yeah. mission, I can't remember where it is, but it's, you leave Constantinople for a bit, and you go inside this cave, and you're basically inside what looks like a giant fucking anthill. And it, you have to get around this kind of mud huts without being seen, and it was just so fucking pointless, and it it seemed broken, almost. I think this was more of a setup for the Desmond story to evolve in three than it was to yeah. finish off the Ezio story. I don't know, it kind of... I guess by the end of, like... I don't know why they did it, to be honest, but I think... I assume it would have been to close off Ezio and Altair, like, to see how they both kind of died. Yeah. Like, but it was just... You didn't see Ezio die. You just saw him, like, old. Well, in the whole you game, he's old, so... Yeah, well, yeah, but... uh didn't it have like a little bit at the end where he's like older? Yeah, well, kind of a spoiler alert here is at the end of it, Desmond, uh, well, Ezio somewhat talks to Desmond. They don't talk to each other. Oh, but yeah. But he addresses Desmond because he's heard his name before. And uh, from Minerva. Yeah, and I didn't like it. It was just. I didn't. No. It creeped me out. It creeped me the hell out. Yeah, I like the fact we got closure on Altair and his death and his son and so on. Like I like, I especially liked the way we saw Altair's once again spoiler, Altair's skeleton sitting in the tomb with the Apple of Eden. Or I think he had the Apple of Eden in, on his. I thought he did. Actually, I think he might have as well. He had something of of relevance. I don't know how much of a spoiler it is, though, that Altair died. This was like a thousand years yeah, ago. Yeah, it was more the fact that he's holding, like, the flying wire. Yeah, and, yeah. and, like, this game revolved around getting, like, library keys to Altair's library. Yeah, basically. If I remember correctly. And it was just... Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Oh, this game was annoying. It was crap. Um, it was a setup for to move the story onwards. It could have definitely been done better. Yeah, it, I think this is around the time where they got told they have to start churning them out year by year. And it yeah, showed. Probably. Yeah. They didn't get it enough time did. to create this one as opposed to what they're getting for Unity. But um, I think what I think one thing that good came out of it, though, is they didn't show any new graphics until, like, 3 came out. They kind of kept it all the same as 2. I think they used the same engine... And then they just kind of kept that on the same line until the next, like, number game came out. Yeah. And I think for a game like Revelations, that was probably a good idea. Yeah, you don't want to make your game look so good to just have it be awful. If you want it to be an awful game, just make it awful all the way around. Yeah, exactly. Sorted. That way you can't build people's hopes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wait, you did that for the Assassin's Creed too. No, it's not. (laughs) 
Uh, let's move yeah, on because this on game three? really does piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay, yeah. Assassin's Creed 3. Um, again, current day is, is Desmond. Uh, and we start off looking into, like, what, Hatham Kenway. Yeah. With, like, a British British assassin this time, supposedly. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, yeah, he, he starts off in England and travels to colonial America in order to find, like, is it like a tomb? He has, like, a key. Yeah, he's looking for the place where Desmond is now set up. Yeah. Um... Little fun fact: that place in London, I used to. Uh, I applied for a job there the other week, actually. No. Right. Yeah. Uh, 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 just for. I, like, I imagine you just like go in there though and like trying to climb it, <laughs> trying to break <laughs> round the back just to kill like my boss or something. Yeah. <laughs> Who's w- watching just something? Like, a, yeah, just like a jump assassin, mate, kind of thing, <laughs> <laughs> jumping off the back onto the stage, sorted. <laughs> But yeah, um, <laughs> lost where I am now. Yeah, we start off with Hatham, who uh, is late revealed spoiler alert, to actually be a Templar. But we follow his story for a while, and we see the conception, well, half see the conception of. <laughs> <laughs> you just make it sound like an Assassin's Creed porno. <laughs> now there's see an the idea. conception of of Adon <laughs> Yeah, the two Tukaden, uh, or as we come to know, Connor, which we will call him yeah. for this episode. Thank God. Because <laughs> I'm not saying that name every time. I, I can't read my translation every time. I need to say that name. <laughs> um, oh, dear. But yeah. Again, I think it was a good concept. Again, I think it was executed poorly. I liked the... Uh, it was like a longer timeline, I think, than any other game because we had Hatham and then uh, Connor as a child. Yeah, we at and least had this up. over like a, at least a 25-year period for Connor's yeah. age. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't like the fact that we spent too. I felt we spent too long on Hatham to um, care about yeah. Connor. Like if they if they could have done the Hatham thing, if they had just shortened it by an hour or so, because you you got about three hours of Hatham, didn't you? Roughly. Yeah, basically. If you took that down to two hours, I'd say hour and a half probably would be best we would have cared more about Connor but he wasn't given enough time in the rest of the story to get to know Connor so well other than he like he's na- Native American if I'm completely honest no ma- no amount of more time would have made me care more for Connor <laughs> I did not like Connor as a character well, you, see I played the DLC of um, Tyranny of King Washington and where that mm. just focused around Connor I enjoyed it. I actually found him quite, found him quite into, good, but see, I, I want to play that, but for the main story one, I was just completely put off. Yeah, uh, it, it's good. I will say the DLC is probably better than the most of the uh, story from three. <laughs> they should have just done that. I think probably just had the DLC as the game because yeah, uh, but if it was that enjoyable, do it. <laughs> the best part of this game was the. Something that and which everyone hated before, and that's the Desmond missions. It was they were yeah. they were great, like going over the MMA fight in the middle. Oh, yeah, that was cool. That was great. God, I completely forgot about them. Yeah, I I loved those missions, climbing that big ass tower to parachute. Yeah, they were down. really cool missions. That was how I wanted the assass like current Assassin's Creed to be, kind of thing. Like I know it's very like 
I was kind of hoping they'd bring it into current times and it would be that more of their missions. Yeah. Yeah, I was let down. But um, <laughs> I'm hoping at some point that will happen, but probably not for a good, like, ten years. At least. At least. When they run out of ideas. But once again, there was a lot of good concepts to this game. I liked the size of the maps. They were good size. A lot of, um, like, historical like scenarios were put into such as Paul Revere's ride about um, mine and Tom's people coming to kill the Americans yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that Paul Revere's thing was really like anti-climactic though, oh he's Paul right like this bullshit it was a giant yeah it took like 10 minutes <laughs> he was meant to be riding all night and like the quickest time possible to get this warning there and it took 10 minutes in the game and it was like, well, this is anticlimactic. What the hell? Was, and then it's like, that means like Paul Revere wasn't meant to be this, this like iconic person because Connor helped. So it's like, well, you just shat on your history, didn't you? It was like, I was um, replaying the game with Ward because he, ha- he still hasn't finished it, which is why he can't really talk about it with us because um, of spoilers and stuff. But we were playing it and we got to the Paul Revere mission. And you get to like the camps and you gotta find the house. And I was shit you not, we went to every fucking house in one settlement and nothing. We had to run, <laughs> go away, almost restart the whole fucking thing, come back and then the house. The first house we went to was the correct one. Fair enough. Um, I have a couple of things actually. And the, the, ma- the, the, the size of the maps, I think the most points, some of them were completely like pointless. The frontier was Mainly, pretty stupid. It was just trees. Yeah. And I know that's probably what it would have been like in colonial America, but it just wasn't interesting. Yeah. Just trees everywhere. There was nothing nothing to do except, like, collectibles in them areas. Yeah, and kill some bears and deers and rabbits. Which you didn't actually need for anything. No, um, I literally... I found the great way of killing rabbits whilst playing it, though, because if you just got your rope dart and you run and a rabbit just pops out, just press your rope dart and it just flings forward and auto-aims. So you having to set fucking traps, just run around with a rope dart. See, that annoyed me at the beginning of the game. You know when he's just he's just turned, like, mannish and you have to do, collect all of the animals and do different traps and it teaches you how to do it all? I found myself not using any of them for the rest of the game. I don't so think I wasted like a snare. I set up fuck all (laughs) I just did nothing with that like hours waste of time because I had to redo it because I accidentally killed the animals the wrong way (laughs) Uh, such a waste there was this awful Uh, mission in 3 and he was actually playing as kid um, Connor you were playing with him and you had to play hide and fucking seek to learn how to track and it was just like I like the tracking mechanic for the hunting missions but don't teach me through hide and fucking seek. <laughs> teach me through hunting. It's <laughs> the most pointless thing ever. It's because wait, that was when um, we first. Well, not first. That's when Connor first saw Charles Lee, isn't it? Yeah. Like the main antagonist of the game, or one of them. Yeah. And that was like the first time he saw him and got his ass kicked by Emma because he was just a little child. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't needed hide and seek ever. No. Because you could just went in like eagle, just went in eagle, see. Oh yeah, this is a hedge they're probably in. Yeah, <laughs> you could have just done that anyway. Just run in the hedge. Uh, it wasn't needed. There was a lot of wasted effort in this game. Yeah, one probably my least favorite mission in the whole thing was you end up in prison, 
and you've got to kill a guy who's one of the Templars and you have to do it while sneaking around but the way it's done is just so poorly executed that if your fucking hair pokes up from something you're caught you can't do anything and then you get there and the bloke's not there and he just beats the shit out of you and it feels like a waste of the fucking mission and then you have to say fucking some twat or I think it's actually George Washington so maybe we wouldn't call him a twat because he was actually quite a military leader but um, you have to save some arsehole and then it's just it feels let down and the elder assassin the uh, black guy can't remember his name Ah, uh, can't remember his name either but I, I thought he was like one of the few saving graces of his films it was well voice acted it was well written his character was well written and I like the fact that his hat instead of like the hood being like beaked like all the other sasses it was his hat that he wore was beaked mm-hmm. but everything else this game was just not worth the time it's not a bad game so to speak it's a good 6 out of 10 I'd say but yeah. it's definitely not an essential game to own I think for me it is the uh, second bottom with revelations I, I wouldn't i give it like a 4 I think um, I, I wasn't that in, I wasn't that engaged in the game and it got to the point where I was just running through the game as quickly as possible doing nothing so I could play the next one yeah that that's pretty accurate yeah there was the everything all of the the areas that were like just forestry were just there so you could find chests there was just no, nothing there except if you got sent there for a mission there was just a load of areas that weren't needed to be there then we had like the missions that were just like the missions that had the extra conditions of completing so you could get 100% annoyed me because they were almost completely ridiculous it's like kill these guys but don't alert anybody and it would just be like a group of people yeah and then oh, it was just they expected too much of you in this game and they tried too hard and it didn't pay off the worst one of those the missions where you have to the missions inside the missions was running across the battlefield without taking any fucking damage I died about ten times trying to do that <laughs> we started every time yeah I in the end I was just like do you know what fuck it I'm not even going to try anymore I'm just going to run no I still I it got was- here I was just like do you know I don't care I'm just going. <laughs> yeah, there was when I started playing the game. I was trying to do them all to a T, like from the off. I was trying to get them all 100%. I got about three missions in. I was like, I've had enough of this. It's just not worth it. I can, I can just, not, I can, I can skip doing achievements on this game. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Yeah, I just, I didn't feel like it was worth my time to do. Yeah, but that all changed then after this game, didn't it? It all went when we got yes. to what is probably the second, maybe I'd say. Assassin's Creed 4 uh, I'd say not as good as 2 pretty close I'd say level of Assassin's Creed 1 maybe a tiny bit better I'd say it was about level of Brotherhood to be honest see I, I can't really remember too much of Brotherhood so, I remember that I enjoyed it <laughs> that's about it yeah I remember something from Brotherhood which was fucking awful armour some furry ass armour that you had to get by doing oh. some awful stuff and it was crap it was slow it was furry it was made like out of bears or something uh, I think it was like Vlad the Impaler's armour or something wasn't it I don't know like some special armour that was in like a cove underneath yeah something I never wore that yeah not did I 
Well, <laughs> Assassin's Creed 4, we got, we kind of went back in time from Assassin's Creed 3 to, like, in Assassin's Creed 3, you start uh, off as Haytham. This time we started off as Edward Kenway, who's Haytham's dad. Yeah. And he's, uh, he starts off as just a privateer, not a pirate. Mm-hmm. He's a privateer. There's a difference there, apparently. Is it? As, uh, as I saw on YouTube. How? Because he's just on a pirate ship. Yeah, well, Surely. a privateer was actually hired by the British government or monarchy to... Yeah, but like I'm pretty sure that they were hired, but they were on pirate ships. A privateer is basically a pirate that was funded by the... Um, gov- the British government to take out the Spanish or French ships but once they started attacking English ships as well that's when they are classed as pirates uh, I think okay. oh well I'm I'm definitely a pirate in that game then <laughs> I blew up the f- I blew the fuck out of everything <laughs> I know you blew the fuck out of everything it makes my life so much better guess moving on <laughs> sorry um, but- okay yeah starts off as a privateer and he actually starts off just basically stealing the assassin's equipment, doesn't he? Yeah, well, what we get is that they're not from a lineage of assassins anymore because this game isn't around Desmond. Something happens to him at the end of three, which we're not going to spoil. And um, basically, now you take over a, like a first-person view of... You're supposed to be pretty much playing yourself, working for Abstergo Industries, which is basically... Ubisoft yeah I kind of felt that like for the game I keep forgetting it was like Abstergo and think that Ubisoft was a Templar yeah. <laughs> well I think that was the, the idea was they were parodying their own company yeah to do it and make, calling themselves Abstergo um, so we're obviously not following Desmond and we're not getting I'm not sure if we're getting his lineage oh no we are getting his lineage because it's him. but you're not yeah. playing it from his perspective anymore no, you, it's like extracted DNA yeah. or something so that anybody can play, well, anybody can be that character. Yeah, but what we get... Because there's like, the whole floor of, of Stergo is literally dedicated to that character. Yeah, but what we get is, um, you get the feeling that somewhere in between um, Ezio and Edward, that that lineage has fallen out of the of the Assassin's Creed by yeah. because by the fact he doesn't know anything about them he has to get he steals his uniform by killing an assassin who's um, you can't really call it as much of a spoiler but spoiler alert just in case um, he's trying to kind of be a double agent for the Templars mm-hmm. and then uh, so yeah he kind of steals a uniform of him and then yeah that's really that I have a slight qualm with that though that he's a privateer with no like background training except for like any fights he's got into in his life and he's able to kill an assassin like with ease yeah I I had a small problem with it as well but I kind of let it go based on the rest of the game you can overlook <laughs> let it go things. straight away because of the environment yeah you got the thing is like you got a question how Ezio was trained from for Assassin's Creed 2 how like Connor, you can see kind of gets trained by the old guy. Um, oh, oh, it's still annoying me. I can't remember his name. Felix. I want to call him Felix. No, I want to call him Archimedes. Isn't he an owl? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, screw it. Oh, Creed is. <laughs> That's enough. Assassin, <laughs> Assassin's Creed 3. Right. right, whilst he's uh, googling that, that guys, let's. Um, <laughs> it's going to be so wrong. Let's just do feel some. It. Let's dance together. Do, 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 do. Okay, <laughs> you can carry on. I will join in. I'm <laughs> so tempted to find this though. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so <laughs> this game. It's um, set in like around um, the uh, Bahamas. Is it Barbados, uh, uh, Jamaica, Car- things like that? Caribbean. Caribbean. That's the one. Same place. In my opinion, in my, in nailed my opinion. it. But yeah, it was it was going around in that area. Um, it's uh, all quite accurate historically. You meet some quite famous pirates throughout, such as um, Blackbeard and and Bonnie, who has her own comic book series out at the moment. She didn't write it; she's just a character. Achilles. Achilles. That's his name. Uh, I knew it was something stupid. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I was too busy looking up his name. Where were we? <laughs> um, I heard Anne Bonny. Yeah, Anne Bonny. Uh, then a few others. Now, there's this the one person you meet in there who's supposed to be the son of Captain Kidd. And I can't remember, it, isn't it? Something the kid. Yeah. It literally fools nobody because everyone thinks she's a bloke. But from the moment you meet her, you can tell it's a bloody woman. I thought he was just yeah. a woman who was dressed like a guy, which you could see be happening during those times. But yeah, I thought it was just a woman with a dirty face. Yeah, to be honest. and there's this really weird moment, and I'm not sure if it was just my game that did it, but you'll sit, there's this scene where you're sitting on top of a windmill with her. She's still covering up as a male by something. I think people in that time weren't too bright when it came to <laughs> telling genders. But you're sitting on top of this windmill, having a conversation with her, and Edward just asks her something like you're not the son of William Kidd are you and it just pans to her and she's in her female get up for this one split second scene and goes you tell me goes back to Edward Edward's like what and then in, like back in the male costume she just jumps off the windmill and you're just yeah that happened to mine as well what the fuck happened it was, that was actually meant to happen I don't know it was just weird it was meant to, she was meant to be like a female for like the infiltration that and then it just kind of... I don't know if it glitched or something, but it happened on... Or did, I don't know, it just looked weird. And just for this one line, she was in female get-up, yeah. and you were just like, what the fuck just happened? And yeah, I know, that was, it was pointless. Mm. We, we all knew. It was the secret to nobody. Yeah. So, I don't know, it was stupid. But overall, this game was good, because it improved on the naval mechanics of Assassin's Creed 3, which were just fucking awful another yeah. bad point for that game and then it I don't know this game just felt better admittedly you didn't use your hidden blade as much it was more open combat which is not what Assassin's Creed is about but uh, using a lot more guns as well yeah you could have up to four, four pistols yeah. which yeah, it made it good because was... in Assassin's Creed 3 you had to one shot reload or one shot chuck your weapon away Whereas in this yeah. one, you could have quick four shots off, then you can switch to your sword, and you've pretty much taken out the bulk of the people, and it's now doable. Whereas when there's mm-hmm. seven of them around you, all attacking you at the same time, it's a bit hard to counter every move. Yeah. But the naval combat was the main thing for me in this game, with the sheer improvement of it. 
it was a lot better. I mean, I like the fact instead of like, you know, with the previous games, you'd have like a few cities. This one had a lot more, and actually getting to these different places was a lot more enjoyable than it was in Assassin's Creed Three. Yeah, well, it's because when you're on your butt, you got the char- shanties. Oh, I don't shanties. I love uh, shanties. Sing one. No. Oh. <laughs> I was expecting to bust out. We have very few listeners as it is. You want me to scare off the ones we do? You might get more. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sing one every week. <laughs> no. Ah, oh, damn it. You were thinking about it. Yeah, I was, but no. But <laughs> yeah, there was this one bit where you um like one mission where you start off on the far right side of the map and you have to go to the assassin's base over on the far left. And he's the most long fucking thing ever. You just sat there in travel speed and just let your remote do the work. Yeah, I found I was just in travel speed for most of the time. You didn't even have to look at the screen. No. Just point it in the right direction. Yeah. And then somebody would say, if you're coming near land, it's like, oh, a bit to the left. Yeah. But until you came across... It, it really annoyed me because I was just sailing and I got away kind of almost all the way quite happily. It took me, it took me a while to fucking do it. And then there's that mm. fucking fort just outside that fucking home of the assassins. And it just blew me up. Just blew me the <laughs> fuck up and I had to start all over again. And I had to go around the top side of the map and come down to avoid the fucking thing, which took me even fucking <laughs> longer to do. Because I was not ready to take um, on the hardest fucking thing at, in like the second mission of the game or something. I know something that I really enjoyed with this game and it was Kenway's Fleet. I like that little mini game. It was basically the same as Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Brotherhood sending off your assassins, but with pirate ships. Yeah, well, uh, didn't that get tablet integration to that? Uh, yeah, it was basically exactly the same as it was on screen, except if you had it on your tablet, you could literally carry on playing the game normally while still doing Kenway's Fleet. See, I don't own a so tablet. You could liter- so uh, I didn't get to it use it. It was on it. a phone as well. Did have a phone that could handle it. Uh, it was on... I don't know. <laughs> it was on the it game. Was, it was. It was. Yeah, exactly. It was. It was a good little time saver to get a buttload of money that you probably didn't need. Really, to be honest, you probably didn't need most of the money you got from the game. No. But it was. It was a good little mini game that went along with it. Yeah, I didn't really get to use it because of not having anything capable of doing it other than the game. But then I'd get distracted by playing the game to do it. Yeah. It, mm. Yeah, in the game, it was kind of overshadowed by actually playing the game. It wasn't that interesting to play by itself. No. If I remembered, I'd do it. But then I would I would remember to get the ships once they're back. <laughs> <laughs> so I went in one time and I had a backlog of all eight ships or something. Just like, oh, forgot about those. Collects. There was a time, I think it was one of these, like, Abstergo achievements or something, where you had to do, like, the challenges. And it was like... Uh, collect 500,000 and I did that in one like with all sending all of my boats off and they were gone like 12 hours and I came back and was like well that's that's, that's that challenge done next we're just uh, oh that annoyed me in the game as well the challenges Uh, you have to get like 100 challenges to get stupid little rewards that you don't even use yeah I didn't enjoy the Uh, diving missions too much either I didn't mind them too much I'd (laughs) <laughs> I didn't mind them too much but again going back to the challenges when you had to survive 10 shark attacks that, that kind of grated a bit yeah <laughs> just standing in the water trying not to drown then getting bitten 10 times 
Uh, I could live without that. Yeah. But, right, shall we give ratings to each of the games now? Uh, let's go for it. Right, Assassin's Creed 1. Uh, you can go first. I'll give that one a 7 out of 10. I will also give it a 7 out of 10. It's just going to sound like I'm copying you now. <laughs> right, you can go first on this one. Assassin's Creed 2. Um, I'll go for a 9. Same. I'll say 9, uh, going to 9 Don't and a fucking copy of me now. Uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, I'm going to give, from what I remember, about a 6. I need that at 7 as well. Right. Uh, Assassin's Creed Revelations. Four. Three. Couldn't stand it. Really couldn't stand it. Um, Assassin's Creed Three. I'm going to give a five because there were some more redeeming features from Revelations. I'm going to give it another four, I think, just because even though I had the redeeming features from Revelations, I still just found myself really bored with the story. Yeah. Then Assassin's Creed Four. I'm going to give an eight. I will also give an eight. Uh, but God damn it, copying me. <laughs> well, we've got two games to look forward to. Well, one game to look forward to, one to be concerned about in the near future. We've got Assassin's Creed Unity, yeah. which they've been working on for a long time, which will be based in um, the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Assassin's Creed Rogue, which is going to be a last-gen exclusive, which is um, going to follow a Templar who hunts assassins and uh, wasn't he like an ex-assassin who turned to the Templars I don't know. I and now hunts down like assassins Hatham's like apprentice or some shit Hatham's involved in the story he stands on the ship or something is he he stands uh, on the ship so uh, can we push him off the ship <laughs> <laughs> can we do that at all I'd love to can we just do Connor's job <laughs> but please <laughs> Yeah, oh, so dear. we've got that one to be concerned about. But Unity is looking good with its multiplayer co-op. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that four-player multiplayer. Yeah, I'm literally going to buy my Xbox Live Gold back just to play that. I didn't know you didn't have it, to be honest. Not, not on Gold. Got rid of it because I don't oh. really play online games. Oh, fair enough. Not even what... Wait, what have you got Watch Dogs on? Silver. Can you play with people online? I don't play online. I turned that off what? because I didn't want people jumping into my game. Yeah. Well, you don't like invading other people? No. When it's no, a game like, like Watch Dogs, I like to play the game. Yeah. Whereas, like, but with Assassin's Creed Unity, I feel like if I don't use the co-op, I'm going to be missing out. You will. I, I think so, too. There will definitely be an element in the game that's just not there without co-op. Yeah. I wondered. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's really it for today. Do you not think so? I I think we are done. Yay, we've actually got through an episode without Skype conking out. You guys Yay. have no idea how rare this is. So, before... <laughs> I was tempted a little bit then to, like, make my voice break up. <laughs> <laughs> but, right, um, just to get it done before, it does conk out, because it will do it now, I've said it. Um, thanks for listening. I've been Alex. I've been Tom. We shall see you next time. Yes, we did it. No, fuck you, Skype. Uh, no. Ah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>